I just started realizing like that I didn't really want to put my focus on the actual performance. I really like the focus on the makeup as a fine art practice. I like, you know, making characters. I like looking at makeup as like a painting. Welcome to the Drawing From Experience podcast, season three. This is where you come for practical advice for your art business, inspirational insight, and motivational tactics to keep you creating the art that you were put here to do. Join me on my adventures as I interview other artists and creative professionals as we explore what it's like to be an artist in today's world. And I am your host, Shane Isaacowski. Hey everyone, this is Shane Isaacowski, your host of the Drawing From Experience podcast. This is episode number 92 of the podcast and I am super stoked to have an interview on today's episode with my friend Kaylee who is a drag artist and illustrator and they um, and I have a an awesome conversation about their life and how they got to here essentially so before we get into that I'm going to talk to you guys about some shows and shit here it is um I just had the opening for the Dark Arts Society group show 2 at Copro Gallery it was happening alongside Roadside Attractions and the Group show was curated by Chet Czar. Roadside Attractions was curated by Chris Velasco. Those guys are freaking awesome, and they put together such a killer freaking show. If you haven't seen it, it's on my Facebook page. I have a Facebook Live that I did at the gallery where I did a walkthrough of all the work. And, yeah, it was just, you know, incredible. As always, Copper Gallery is such a killer freaking gallery here it's in santa monica and um yeah i'm just i'm just stoked to have any work hanging up let alone two pretty large paintings um for for the show so thank you to everyone who was a part of that i know some people showed at copro for the first time and I'll be getting into those for my uh, creative conquests for this week. So um, if you've never listened to the podcast, here it goes. Um, I'm going to talk a little bit more about the shows that are happening or coming up. And also um, shout outs to people on my Drawing From Experience creative community page on Facebook, where people are just killing it day by day especially right now during Halloween, because I released a Drawing From Experience Inktober art prompt list. And currently we're almost halfway through the month. And there are some people who have been showing up every day to post new art according to the theme that I put out. And ah, that warms my little Halloween heart. So thank you guys, everyone who has been participating y'all rock and um okay here it is just real quick we're gonna go through upcoming shows again arcana which is being hosted in munich and the show is 22 artists and there are also writers that are i guess depicting 
some of the cards or coming up with stories or something. I, I can't exactly tell you what the writers are doing, but it's going to be awesome regardless. Uh, 22 artists, each depicting one card from the Major Arcana in the Tarot deck. It opens online October 31st on Halloween. Visit https colon slash slash arcana m-u-c dot art for more info. And there is a time clock ticking down the seconds until that is unveiled to the public so i can't wait it's going to be awesome the piece i have is uh pretty cool i just gotta say okay the next show coming up after that for me is my dual show with my buddy martin darkside called darkness eternal this show is going to knock your socks off, make your mind melt, and your brain explode. Uh, This is a new series of artwork for each of us. Each one of us is coming up with 12 pieces, um, and it opens with Crucible Gallery based in New York. Uh, It is happening online, which means you can go and see the opening on Friday the 13th in November. And we are planning some things, some really cool things for that. It features again, two brand new vampire series from Martin and I depicting two separate vampire covens, the House of M and the House of O. Ancient families feuding over their ideals of tradition versus progression. This show opens online on Friday the 13th in November on crucibleartgallery.com. Uh, more details are to come. I just got to let you guys know if you, this is a little shout out for my own Patreon. If you join my Patreon, um, you will see some of the behind the scenes shit coming out. And uh, yeah, also Martin's Patreon. Um, I will drop both those Patreons in the show notes for this episode, and you can join up and see all the fun vampire goodness that is coming out of. LA where I am and the UK where Martin is so uh, and again it's being hosted from New York so we are going uh, global for this show and I'm just oh god I can't wait till this series is completely done and I can show you guys what I'm working on so uh, this week's Patreon shout out goes to Leoba Bruckner who um, is somebody that I saw her work at Modern Eden Gallery in San Francisco a long time ago, and um, I just fell in love with the work right away. She has seven monster tiers here. I mean, she currently has 436 patrons. It's crazy. Um, I've seen some of her how-to videos on how she actually does her work, but it's really beautiful. And... um, you can subscribe to her Patreon for $1 a month, $5, 10, 15, 30, 150, or 450. And those top tiers get you original paintings from her. And even at the dollar level, you get a 15% discount from her online store. So uh, what's really cool is she does have painting tutorials on some of these tiers. She has new real-time video each month, and it really depends on how long the painting process takes but you get anywhere from 2 to 12 hours per painting in real time that's freaking awesome so um, if you want to see how she does her thing 
join her Patreon. Um, the address is patreon.com slash L-I-O-B-A-B-R-U-E-C-K-N-E-R, Leoba Bruckner. You even get some art surprises or a fine art prints or, again, um, some of the originals uh, at the top tier. So big shout-out to Leoba Bruckner, killing it on Patreon, absolutely killing it. Patreon.com slash L-I-O-B-A-B-R-U-E-C-K-N-E-R. So go join that Patreon right now. Okay, so my creative conquest this week. Um, Here's the first one. Victor Holacek? Holochik? Holosik? I'm sorry um, if I'm butchering your name, but here it is. Victor says, The first week of the Witchy Vibes virtual show has been getting a lot of traffic with 351 unique visitors to the exhibition page. I've been doing a daily feature on my social media channels for individual pieces to try to drive some buyers to the individual artists, but I only know of two sales so far, but that's not nothing. Uh, that is correct, Victor. That That's not nothing. <laughs> I, I say great job. I remember when Victor was putting this out there to try to get people to join up. Uh, I know a bunch of people did, and uh, that's awesome. You know, it's just something that he seemed like he uh, wanted to put something cool together online and help artists sell work, and he is doing it. So that's the way to do it, Victor. Awesome. Thank you so much for being a part of the art community. My second creative conquest go out to ryan case and tanya pamales to my friends in the dark art world um two friends that i showed at copra with at, uh this past weekend at the dark art society group show two and ryan says honored to hang art with so many amazing people and tanya says got a painting into the dark art society two show at copro congratulations guys your paintings were amazing, of course, and I'm just happy to be on the same walls as you guys. You know, Ryan's piece was actually like right next to mine. On the other side of mine was Chet's, Chet Czar's piece. So uh, again, I'm just like thankful to be hanging amongst these awesome people. So um, congratulations again, guys. Sarah Kinsman says, I started drawing again for the first time in a long time. That was huge. Sarah, I agree. I don't know what your story is as far as um, why you stopped drawing or if it was just a block for a while or whatever it is. I'm glad to see that you are drawing again and that you're sharing the fact that you are. Congratulations for returning back to that. I know sometimes it is a long journey back, but here you are doing the thing. So congrats. All right, guys, uh, without further ado, I'm going to introduce my guest, Kaylee, and Kaylee addresses their different names uh, that they've gone by throughout their career, and what an interesting person Kaylee is, and, you know, on this show, I just like to have artists from all different backgrounds, all different mediums, Whatever it is that they're doing, I want to know about and I want to share their stories with you because maybe there is somebody who is out there right now listening, thinking to themselves that maybe drag uh, makeup art is not fine art, but Kaylee is somebody who is approaching it as fine art. 
and I absolutely love that. So without further ado, here is my episode and my interview with the amazing Kaylee. Today on the podcast, I have a very special guest. This is my friend Kaylee. Kaylee what? Kaylee Britton? Kaylee Britton, um, but I hate my last name, so... <laughs> Ooh, okay. But you can uh, keep so that in. Are, you can keep that okay. in. That's fine. <laughs> what are you what are you going by nowadays? Like 15 names. I feel Perfect. like that's yeah, that's just the nature of uh how my work has progressed over time. So I I guess we can jump right into my history. But I used to do drag as a character named Salem Massacre. So there's Salem Massacre, and then I started using the name DeKaylee, and then there's my birth name, which is Kaylee. So there's a gajillion names, whatever you want to use. (laughs) Totally fine. Um, I find a lot of people, and I, I completely understand why, a lot of people see the Facebook name and feel like they need to address me as DeKaylee, but I... I feel like to me that's more of like a brand name. So for anyone listening, you don't have to call me DeKaylee. You can just ah. say Kaylee. It's totally fine. <laughs> gotcha. That yeah. makes so much sense. Okay. Thank you for addressing that right yeah. away for us. I appreciate yeah. that. Yeah, and I feel like it's more recent that I've kind of recognized it as like a a brand versus like an actual name I want to go by. It's more of like a brand name I want to throw on my illustrations and my shop. But yeah, I don't, no one needs to actually call me DeKaylee. You can just call me Kaylee. Gotcha. Okay. Thank you. So you are a, an illustrator and a drag makeup artist, which both mediums for you have, I've always looked at and I've just been like, fucking blown away um (laughs) thank you and and you and i had met through the dark art society correct yes yeah so you know yeah let's just kind of get into it and see you know i want to know about uh generally artists that i talk to most artists i know have all been doing artwork their entire lives i'm assuming you've always been a creative person that is correct. Um, so yeah, so I'd love to know like your background and I know you went to school uh, yep. for illustration. Yep. And um, yeah, I want to get into it and I'm, I'm sure you'll bring up your twin, Rachel. Yes. And <laughs> who also does amazing work. You both do drag makeup, correct? Uh, Rachel has kind of retired from drag, but I've inherited all of their makeup, so I'm fine with it. <laughs> What about photography? Rachel does photography then too, correct? Yes. As a matter of fact, Rachel is doing a solo show right now and is setting up tomorrow. So that's like October. Yeah. Rachel's uh, solo show, but we can, we can talk a little bit about that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So why don't you get into it? Let's, uh, let's hear about you. Well, do you want to hear like where I grew up, that type of Oh yeah, yeah I want to know everything about a person is really what it comes okay. down to because it gives me like so much more context as to why you do the work that you do 
mm-hmm. and and all of that. So yeah, so tell me as much as you want to tell me. Well, buckle up because I will get the scroll out. We will be here for 10 hours. You want a monologue, <laughs> you're going to get one. <laughs> all right, perfect. Wonderful. Okay, so I was born in 1692. No, I was um, born in Grand Rapids. Actually, where I live now is like a block from where I was born, which is so funny to me. But uh, I grew up in uh, Soddy Daisy, Tennessee. So I I think I mentioned in like my artist bio for like the sketchbook project i've always felt like i've been like in between uh binaries so i grew up half in the south and half in the north so i grew up in like my early childhood was in soddy daisy tennessee and my like uh young adulthood was in muskegon michigan and i lived in muskegon uh until i graduated high school and went to college. I went to college at Grand Valley State University in Allendale, Michigan. And after I graduated, we moved to the apartment we're in now. So now I live in Grand Rapids, but they're all fairly close to one another. It's not like mm. three hour drive this way. It's pretty, pretty close. So yeah um but i yeah i went to gvsu for illustration and while i was there like i don't know about you but i'm just not a very good student (laughs) oh yeah no i'm I'm a terrible student i'm an absolutely terrible student yeah i did great in like middle school and then in high school like it's just like the general education classes that fuck me up so I just, yeah, when I was in college, I just was not a very good student. Obviously, like, most students really, I would think, only care about the projects that pertain to them. So I put, you know, all of my effort into those projects and everything else. I just did not give a shit about. (laughs) So wasn't a very good student, um, but I did graduate with my Bachelor of Fine Arts with in studio art with an emphasis in illustration it's really long but <laughs> yeah so i started Sounds doing fancy. yes yeah i love <laughs> like whipping out the whole thing when i can <laughs> i started doing drag though i don't know how i like came across it i really have no idea but it was somewhere in like middle school early high school and i found like I just knew that I wanted to do it I didn't know when I didn't know how and this is like I think this was right at the beginning of like RuPaul's Drag Race so Mm. everything was very fringe there wasn't a whole like um empire (laughs) there wasn't a whole like business around drag like there is now yeah um yeah so i found drag knew i wanted to do it at some point somehow now are you sorry to interject um no go ahead are you are you talking about performance as well were you also doing drag performance in addition to the makeup yes but i didn't start performing at that time so that was just yeah the onset of discovering it and i've always been like drawing and painting and stuff like that 
and in high school i started doing drag like every halloween i would just like do a drag makeup look which i should totally send you some of the photos because it is Mm. a hot mess (laughs) it's horrible (laughs) but i started i started doing that in high school and then i knew that when i got to college i wanted to like pursue it more professionally if that makes sense and on campus there's like an lgbt center and there's like uh there was like drag club or something but every semester they had like an amateur drag show so i hopped on that bandwagon (laughs) um and i started doing drag like amateur drag performing as well as doing makeup um, in college, I'd say probably like midway through college. But it kind of like, it took over really, like once I started really getting a feel for it and especially a feel for the makeup, I started doing like really focusing on drag makeup as like a fine art form. And that's really what I like wanted to pursue. Um, so I did that alongside my illustration, like coursework, and I didn't, I didn't really know like how they aligned or if they were adjacent to each other at all. Like the illustration, the portrait stuff that I was doing, and the makeup, like if any of it connected or whatnot. I have a better feel for it now, but I just I started having these you know, three distinct styles kind of developing all at one time. Yeah. (laughs) Wow. Okay. So, well, that's, that's really interesting because I think a lot of artists go through kind of something similar where they have a lot of different interests and they don't know, you know, we're, we're inundated all the time about people telling us we have to pick a thing, right? Yeah. We have to pick one fucking thing and stick to that and, Uh, charge forward with that thing and do that till the day you die which makes me want to die thinking about that so (laughs) (laughs) so when you get people who have different interests um and you're number one you're developing your style you're developing like who you are as an artist but then just like as a person as well you know and and trying to figure out how that all works together like I've had so many different interests throughout my life I still don't know where they intersect, you know, and generally a lot, a lot of them, I just kind of don't do right now, you know, but I feel like in the future I might return to them, but I'm not sure what that looks like, you know, and it is kind of confusing when we're, we have to brand ourselves and we have to market ourselves and we have to put it out in a certain way that's consumable to an audience and that they're okay with receiving. So like we have to think about all that shit while also simultaneously just making genuine artwork, you know? So, yeah. so it is, I mean, it's hard, you know, it's, it's a difficult thing to try to figure out, you know, how it all works together. But I don't know, like I, I, when I see your illustration and I see your drag makeup, I feel like, well, you know, a lot of the illustration that you do are these kind of like self portraits that obviously it's you so like to me I'm just they're connected you know so like I can tell it's yours obviously so yeah so I think it's just it's it's an interesting thing to to go through as as an artist and try to figure out how it all works and also you know in Michigan I don't know what like the theatrical and drag makeup world looks like there 
I'm assuming it's not like giant at like it would be in like LA, you know? Yes, that is correct. <laughs> yeah. Not very, uh, not huge. I feel like the, the people that really focus on like the makeup artistry, like people that are similar to me, we're kind of like, <laughs> we're like 45 minutes away from each other. Like we're just kind of dabbled around yeah, there's a lot of drag in Grand Rapids, but a lot of people here really like the kind of like top 40 drag, which is nothing's wrong with that, <laughs> but I am not like, I can't dance worth shit. So, <laughs> so okay. I'm not, I don't really do like a lot of drag shows anymore because it's just not my personal taste but good on the people who can like do a fabulous fucking dance number like because I, I just can't do it so yeah yeah um so what do you do what do you what is a drag performance for you look like then well, I haven't performed in, I actually think since my senior thesis show. So it's been, I think it's been around like three years since I've performed. It's been a minute. Mm. Um, I just kind of started recognizing like the physical toll that drag takes. And mm. if you don't, if you're not performing drag, sorry, there's my neighbors upstairs are stomping around. So sorry if you can hear it's that. Okay. It's there's background noise here. This is LA. <laughs> so there's just like, you know, helicopters and sirens and trains and shit. So. <laughs> oh yeah. I live right by the hospitals here and there is mm. like, I swear to God, like the, the ambulance goes by like, <laughs> 15 times a day so if you hear that too yeah so i haven't performed um in a long time in a couple of years i just yeah i realized like the physical toll of drag especially if you're not doing it like several times a week or like once a week is it it wears you out and I just started realizing like that I didn't really want to put my focus on the actual performance I really like the focus on the makeup as a fine art practice. I like, you know, making characters. I like looking at makeup as like a painting. And mm. actually I, <laughs> I had to stop like oil painting because of it, which was like this, it was this weird thing that was very unexpected, but I used to do all oil painting like in high school. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. And I, well, in high school, I was doing like, I did a series of self portraits. I was in like the AP art class. So I did like a ton of self portraits, which I think like, makes sense, like the work that I'm doing now kind of leans into self portraiture. So yeah. <laughs> that's kind of like all the work I do is basically gotcha. a form of, of self portrait. But I was doing like all oil painting, self-portraits and stuff in high school. And as I went through college and I started doing drag, I kind of realized like the process of painting a 3D surface and sometimes making it look like an illustration, there was something weird about oil painting on a 2D surface and making it look 3D, but with makeup, like painting on a 3D surface and sometimes making it look 2D. Wow, okay. 
I don't know what happened, but I basically, like, any time I picked up oil paints, when I, like, really, really started focusing on drag makeup as, like, my fine art focus, I just recognized that, like, oil painting, I just could not do it anymore, and it really bummed me out <laughs> because yeah. I love oil painting. Uh, but I ended up, I just like realized like I don't have the space for it anymore and it's just not something that I like actively pursue anymore. So I ended up like mm. last year I sold all my materials and yep. So I'm not oil painting anymore, but wow. okay. yeah, maybe one I, day I'll get back to it, but <laughs> yeah, kind of like what I was saying, it's like, there's you know, as you go through life and you move around different places and you have space for certain things, you don't have space for others. Yeah. You just kind of figure out what's going to work for you at that time, you know? And until we all have mansions with different rooms, all dedicated to the different art that we do, <laughs> um, we're going to have to just stick with what makes sense for us at that time, you know? Yeah. So, you know, I'm curious, I'm curious about, self-portraiture and and the reason i'm curious is because i have like such a weird i have like a weird association with it where i feel like whenever i do one i'm like nobody's gonna want this because it's a picture of me mm -hmm. you know what i mean so like so i'm just curious with the mindset of doing self-portraits consistently and also like as you go through life and you do different iterations of yourself you know what's your association with that and like for me like I recently just put myself in a in a painting and and it wasn't really a self-portrait I'm like laying there dead you Was know that the but, San, Fr San Francisco yes. one? Yeah. yeah 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 so like even that one was like it's not it's it's not a self-portrait mm -hmm. I'm just a character in the in the image but even then I'm like who the hell, who's going to want a picture of me, you know, like laying dead there. So I always feel like I need to sell it to like a stranger, you know, somebody who's not, who doesn't know me. So it's yeah. not weird that there's a picture of me hanging up in their house, you know? Yeah. So I don't know. So tell me, you know, why you chose to go down that path and, and what it means to you. Well, Frida Kahlo is my favorite artist of all time. Mm, <laughs> I love, okay. love her so much. Yeah. But I think it was in middle school, like, my teacher, she was really, really fucking cool and was, like, so supportive of me. I think she kind of recognized, like, I was, like, the that one student in the class that was, like, really, like, geared towards art. So she really, like, nurtured that in me. Mm. So she right. was... Yeah, she was always, like, pushing, like, you know, try this material. I'm going to bring in a set of oils and, like, try that out. I wasn't good at it at the time. But <laughs> but she just, like, let me play around with a bunch of different materials, which I really appreciated. But I yeah. think um, I've always been, I feel like I've been, not to toot my own horn, but I feel like I've always been, like, mature as a student so she she'd probably get in trouble for this now, but she gave me a book on Frida Kahlo that I still have. And it was like, <laughs> she had to fold one of the pages because it was that painting of like Frida Kahlo's head coming out 
of like her mother's vagina. Mm, and then, right. like this is an eighth grade, so like yeah. I really, <laughs> you would have totally gotten in trouble if this was any well, other. Student. You know, good for her though. You know, yeah. shout out to what's her name? Shout out! Can you shout her out? Mrs. Warren. Mrs. Warren, you're fucking awesome. Keep yes. doing you and and helping uh helping creative people grow. So yes, yeah, big shout out. She was, <laughs> yeah, she was super rad. And like even in high school, I was like buddy buddy with all of my art teachers. I was the president mm. of the art honor society my senior Ooh, year. Wow. School. Yeah. So I was Man. like any art thing Overachiever. I had Overachiever. <laughs> I had like two sections of AP art. I was in all the art classes. Um, but my teachers, like, they just recognized, like, I'm not, for me, like, I'm not a hoodlum. I'm not a troublemaker. I'm just, I'm here to do yeah. art. <laughs> so they, like, literally, they wouldn't even, like, make me, like, get a hall pass because they knew I wasn't, like, I wasn't up to no good. Mm-hmm. Not up, to, yeah. <laughs> they knew I wasn't up to no good. That didn't make any sense, but you got it. <laughs> I know what you mean. Yeah. yeah. So they like, they wouldn't make me like, I could just walk out of the classroom and come back. I had to talk to the teacher next door. I could do that. They were really cool with me. So um, anyway, so they were really nurturing too, but they started, I think it was because of Frida Kahlo, but they were trying to figure out like what, you know, what's my AP art theme going to be. Cause you kind of have to have like a, a, thesis or a theme or whatever and so I just decided to do like 12 self-portraits that like depicted a like different thing about me Mm. I think and yeah I'll, I'll have to send you some of the pieces that I did for it but yeah I did that in high school and so I I kind of assumed that like going into college, I was going to continue with like just doing self portraits, but I forgot that your like first year, they have you do a lot of foundations classes, obviously. So it's like line drawing and color and 2d design, 3d design, all that stuff, uh, which definitely not hating on it because it definitely helps like every single type of artist to know those basics. Mm-hmm. So when I went through those courses, it kind of like broke down because I just wanted to do portraits, you know, mm-hmm. but you're like relearning like still lives and color theory and all that jazz. So I didn't really do any self portraits for like two years, I think. And then I got into the illustration program. I was doing metals illustration. I started doing like the life drawing classes. Yeah. So it just, everything started to like be broken up for me. It kind of my whole like art journey where I was like, I'm going to do self portraits, like just kind of got broken down and I started like playing with all these different types of mediums and stuff. And I, then throw drag into the mix. So over time, I think I've just recognized like drag as a self-portrait. I used to do like more fine art self-portraits, like oil paintings and stuff. And 
Uh, I always use like myself as reference pictures one because it's easier <laughs> just to mm -hmm. like take photos of myself. I don't have to worry about like models and things like that. So I've always just used myself as a, a resource in that regard. But I think that over time, like now that I'm a couple years, couple years out of college and I'm start like starting to actually get back into the fine art uh, self-portraits. I think I'm just recognizing like self-portrait is a way to showcase like your experience, or at least that's how I look at it is mm. I want to showcase like what it's like, especially to be non-binary because I don't think, I don't think there's a lot of fine art about being non-binary. So I think it's a, it's a, a good avenue for me to take at this time. Yeah. So. Yeah, I agree with that. And, you know, I know nowadays, okay. So, you know, I grew up mostly in Pennsylvania mm -hmm. um, where there's not a lot of, I grew up in, a, you know, mostly a small town, yeah. a few thousand people, you know, so mm -hmm. to even, uh, number one, even like meeting gay people there, yeah. queer, um, non-binary people, it was so rare. It was rarer than a Korean kid in a white conservative town. So yeah, <laughs> let's put it yeah. that way. So, but then coming, moving to San Francisco is just like, my mind was blown because I got to meet all of these people, all of these beautiful, wonderful people who have all of these different gender identities and um, all these different backgrounds. And, um, and I, you know, I view it as just this very, like me personally, I'm always going through some kind of like trying to figure myself out a little bit more, figuring out my identity as a person being, you know, a Korean kid that was adopted and, and just trying to find my place in the world. So I'm, I'm always just trying to, connect with people who are sort of going through the same thing, you know, where they are uh, also on a journey, you know, and, um, and I think as an artist, you also like, you're going through a journey just as an artist, just that by itself yeah. is like a <laughs> yeah. huge crazy journey. But then also you're throwing something like gender identity into the mix and you're um, I'm, I'm sure there's times throughout your life that things have been so fucking confusing and you know people don't know how to wrap their heads around that you know around you and like yeah. so I think it's a really interesting thing to be a non-binary artist especially now too in the dark art world which mm -hmm. is again where you and I met yeah. and and I personally feel like in the dark art world, we need so much more diversity as far as gender, uh, as far as sexual identity, as far as race. And, you know, and it's just like, I, I feel like maybe there's not enough and I'm not sure why that is. Yeah. Um, and so I'm, I'm like very excited when there are people like yourself who are in the dark art world mm -hmm. that, like, I feel like you can mix things up in the dark art world. And I know that you and I have had conversations about that before, about, like, you're, like, not exactly sure how people are going to react to, like, drag makeup in the oh, dark yeah. art world, yeah. you know? And 
Uh, and I, so I personally feel like in the dark art world, it is important that you are in there doing that kind of stuff because there's other artists who are doing two-dimensional dark art, like Ryan Case. Ryan Case does bright, colorful dark art. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, which is crazy. And it's awesome, you know? And yeah. um, so, so when you have people that are shaking things up in that way, where most people, when they think about dark art, they think of a certain thing they don't necessarily, the first thing on their mind is not drag makeup. Yeah. You know, so I think it's important to identify as a dark artist and then put yourself out there in that way. So I, I just, I think it's awesome that you're part of the dark art world and I'm, I'm happy to know you here and everything. So. Thank um, you for welcoming. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah. So uh, let's talk process. Let's talk about process and the makeups that you use how do you actually come up with the the ideas and the looks? Do you do a sketch beforehand of what it's going to look like? And do you do you airbrush at all? Like some of it looks very airbrushed. So I yeah, get that process for them. I get that all the time about airbrushing. Um, I have never touched an airbrush. I don't know how Amazing. it works. <laughs> yeah. So I just love blending makeup mm -hmm. to death. <laughs> So, no, I, I don't do any airbrushing. But I basically, I start out with a sketch. God, I, I wish I would have thought, like, I, I should have known you were going to ask this question. But I'll have to pull up, like, some of my, like, little teeny tiny sketches. Typically, yeah. like, at my day job. I get post-it notes and like sometimes I'll just like get an idea at work or like I'll just be at my desk at home and I'll just like, oh, I gotta, you know, gotta draw this idea out really quick. So typically it starts out on like a teeny tiny little post-it note drawing um, and I'll kind of flesh it out a little bit more and then we'll just go straight into the makeup. Like once I, I pick a day to actually <laughs> do makeup because it's like a lot of people don't realize how long of a process it is. At least for me, I take forever to do my drag mm. makeup looks. So yeah, it starts out as a sketch and then usually I'll like, I'll kind of pick out like products that I've already got, like the makeup products, glitters, that type of stuff that I've got in stock. Usually I'll, I'll pick a day. I have to schedule, like pencil it in, like when I'm going to do my drag looks. And usually I have to start early in the day because sometimes it, it takes like eight hours. Wow. Sometimes wow. it goes longer than that, mm -hmm. depending on how like difficult the look is or how detailed it is. Most of the time now, I think it's like around like four or five hours, but it's, it's definitely gone up to like eight, nine, 10. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So not fun, Crazy. but yeah. 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 So that's like, that's just like the general process for um, my drag makeup. But then uh, my illustrations, part of my process is like, yeah, how we talked about like having a, a lot of uh, different things that we do as artists, like having lots of things to work in. So I have like a gajillion things in my house 
like just tons of material which is a good thing but also a bad thing so i kind of like when i get in the mode to do something i kind of jump around so i'll do like i'll work on sewing a costume for two weeks and then a week after that it'll be just drawing and then you know i'll get an idea for like a couple illustrations so i'll do some you know cute little pumpkin strippers or whatever i'm drawing (laughs) (laughs) and then like i'll work on t-shirt design for a week and then i'll go back to sewing and then i'll do a drag makeup look so i just like jump around I, i don't know i just i can't just do like one singular thing i just my mind doesn't work that way i have to have a lot of things available to me because sometimes I don't feel like just doing like a drawing or a drag makeup look. It'll like, I just want to do like a little craft, you know, I just yeah. just want a craft for a little, you know, hour or two. And sometimes I want to do like a two week, super difficult sewing project. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, part of my process is just like jumping around different materials all the time and just squeezing in <laughs> time to do those things. <laughs> I'm I'm kind of I'm kind of the same way. Like yeah, I tell people if you were to be with me on any given day, you would think that I am an insane person. <laughs> because because <laughs> like the way, you know, I do the thing that a lot of people do where like on the way to do something you see something and you get pulled in that direction. And then all of a sudden you're in like a two hour project. Yes. You were on your way to go do something. And then you finish that project and then you, then you continue onward to the other thing. But the other thing also requires 10 different steps. So then I get pulled in a different (laughs) direction and then I'm like, I haven't even fucking painted today. I need to paint today, you know? So, um, yeah. So that's generally what happens to me. And, um, yeah, so I, I like, I'm not sure if that's, I like, I, I try not to view it as a problem anymore. Like, mm-hmm. I think society has made, low. yeah, like society has made me feel like it's a problem, like mm-hmm. something's wrong with you. But if, if I can just knock all those things out little by little, it helps me not feel like each one of those things is such a giant daunting project. Yeah where I just do like a little bit at a time every day or whatever until they're all done. And then, you know, at the end of it, people tell me, they're like, I don't know how you do so many things or whatever. And I'm just (laughs) like, it's because I'm, I'm, I feel crazy. Like I'm just doing all these different things until they're done, you know? Yeah. It's it's just like chipping away a little bit at a time. Mm. And like, I, I totally feel that I have, um, you don't, you're like full-time artist, right? Yeah, correct. God, it sounds so nice. <laughs> I <laughs> one day, one day, universe, hear me. I I have um my full time job, so I work forty hours a week, and then I basically wow. come home and work another forty hours yeah. like, on art projects. So I totally feel that um, it's it's hard for me because I was even thinking back. Um, I realized, like, I think I've only completed two drawings this year. 
I mean, and to be fair, like I do, again, I do a lot of other shit. So it's not like that's the only thing I'm doing, but mm. I just was like, damn man. Like I really, I wanted to, to do more drawing this year. This year was like the year I was finally getting back into self portraits, like drawing and I've only done two so far and the year's almost fucking over. So mm. yeah, but also, um, I think I was going to mention to like having materials and like going back to like me getting rid of my oil paints. It's like, it's so hard um, as artists. Cause I think a lot of times, like, you know, we have limited space, we've got to work within our means and it's hard to want to dabble in a ton of different materials, but not having the space to do it like I do everything out of my apartment and good and bad um I don't have a studio space but I when we lived in Allendale before we moved into this uh apartment um I was a hoarder so (laughs) and I like I guess I never got like diagnosed as an mm. actual hoarder, but it was, it was bad. It was getting there. So yeah. when we moved into this apartment last year, it like my twins very good at like encouraging me to like get rid of shit because mm. they don't want to deal with it. <laughs> yeah. Rachel's yeah. Rachel's really good at encouraging me to like process and go through things that I don't need. So um, now I'm happy to say that I am an in recovery hoarder, <laughs> um, or hoarder in recovery, I should say. So, um, I don't have the problem that I used to, but it was like, it was so bad. Just the amount of material that I had, like it was to the point where I literally had like the path like in my bedroom and there was just shit everywhere else yeah it was it was really bad so i'm very proud that i'm not there anymore i think like since we've moved into this apartment i legitimately think we've gotten rid of like 50 percent of the things that we own it's it's Mm. crazy and there's still shit that can be got (laughs) got yeah i know right well i so i have hoarder tendencies yeah um, and i, I think a lot of artists to do yeah i agree yeah. and it's it's just that mentality of like i could definitely use this sometime yes you know? yes yeah. for sure and i still i still have that like i still go to well when flea markets were open and stuff i would go and i'd be like i could definitely use this for something but i try nowadays to <laughs> only get the things i need or yes. something that like really speaks to me that I'm like positive that I'm going to do something with. Yes, know? absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, but it's, I'm definitely with frames. I'm like definitely a frame hoarder, you know, for yeah. sure. So yeah, I, I, and at least I can justify that because I fucking use them. So <laughs> yes, that's right. That's right. Absolutely. Yeah. Another thing I was going to mention too was like, yeah, you mentioned Ryan Case and like all the colors. I wanted to say too, yeah. So my twin uh, is a photographer and Rachel does all my drag photos. So if you think they look good. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah, they're really if you, good. If you think they look good, it's because Rachel just 
gets the I shit. Mean, <laughs> I think you two as a duo, like how fucking awesome that you're you have this amazing duo uh, a uh, relationship because yes. you each help each other, you know, like what's better than that, you know, especially the fact that you're twins, like that's awesome. Yeah, really cool. it was really like uh, I couldn't have asked for a better twin to be born with. Because <laughs> it's it's nice because like Rachel has all of their equipment, I've got all of my equipment, craft tools. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So we work really well together. Like Rachel does all my drag photos. I assist on many of Rachel's endeavors. Um, And it was cool. We just like two weeks ago, we got hired to go to Chicago for a couple of days and do, I was hired to do like monster makeup, AKA like cute Frankensteins and mummies Mm. and stuff, which I I'll post when the photos come back to me. And then um, Rachel was hired to be like the photo assistant. So it's really nice because we're really like a duo. We can like adapt to a lot of things. If you need product photos, like Rachel's really good at that. Like I can do makeup. um, I can do some graphic design, logo design, illustration, portraits. Like we, we just dabble in a lot of different so it's nice because we each have our own like horde of materials (laughs) and we like dip into each other's stash which is nice but one thing that is not like the general public but not um as well known about me is that we rachel is my identical twin but we also have a fraternal triplet whoa yeah okay wow (laughs) yeah crazy okay wow yeah Um, so we have two um older sisters and then we all three of us were born as obviously as a group um so we have our brother cody who's our fraternal triplet he was born (laughs) first so he was in one egg and rachel and i were in another so me and rachel are identical but we have our uh our brother so wow. yeah, yeah. What does your what does your brother do? Uh, my brother is like right now. He's like he helps my mom nanny my cousin's children. So he's kind of like right now. He's in a transitional period where he's like he's nannying, but he and he's really fucking good at it. But way better than me. But he also um, he really likes video games. He's mm. all over it. He's also, um, I'm sure he wouldn't mind me saying, he's autistic. So mm. his thing is video games. He loves like concept art, video games. He's all about like movies, game art, cinema, like mm. cinema history, like Batman and Robin, superheroes, like all that type of shit. That is his jam. So. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Well, thank you for sharing that. Um, yeah. You know. That's awesome. Yeah, I had no idea. Um, yeah, I figured I'd uh, I'd bring that up. That's always like the in class, like introduce yourself and say something weird about you, like that. That's always <laughs> what I what I go to. So yeah. yeah. 
We're going to take a second from chatting with Kaylee to learn more about our sponsors. Diane Hoffman is an assemblage artist utilizing salvaged and recycled materials mingled with collage, paint, and clay. Through her art, she bestows a second life with newfound purpose for damaged and disregarded objects by turning them into perplexing characters in her dimensional worlds of metaphor and allegory. More information about Diane and her art can be found on her website, Diane, D-I-A-N-N-E, H-O-F-F-M-A-N dot net. And be sure to follow Diane on Instagram and Facebook at Diane Hoffman Art. Even before COVID, many artists struggled to maintain their foothold in San Francisco. The pandemic has introduced a new wave of challenges, but Artspan, San Francisco's largest organization of studio artists, is not giving up. Each year, Artspan produces SF Open Studios, an annual citywide open studios event, and COVID be damned, the show will go on. This fall, Artspan invites you to a virtual adaptation of a 45-year San Francisco tradition. From September 16th through October 14th, 2020, San Francisco Open Studios invites you to experience California's vibrant San Francisco Bay Area art community from wherever you are. SF Open Studios features over 250 artists distributed across multiple interactive virtual events with a different grouping at each. This is a wonderful opportunity to authentically connect with and purchase from a diverse set of creators while ensuring your health and safety. SF Open Studios is free to attend online with a full lineup of virtual events ranging from live studio tours to curated art salons and celebrations, SF Open Studios will add a hefty dose of creativity to your fall season. Register for these free art-centered events by visiting artspan.org sfos and begin or build your art collection while supporting living artists. And one more time, that website is artspan.org slash s-f-o-s and now back to my interview with the amazing kaylee tell me about i guess it was your maybe i don't know if it was part of your senior thesis but art is a drag the library is open yes Uh, tell me about this series and also just hearkening back to the conversation we were having about self-portraits and the fact that going right into college and realizing that you couldn't just do drawings, the self-portraits of yourself. You had to now suddenly throw that away and learn other things. Mm -hmm. But then eventually kind of returning back to the self-portrait thing, but in a completely different way, a different medium, um, because this whole series is photographs of you in these different looks that Rachel took of you. So, and, and also the flyer, it's fucking awesome too. I just have Are you to say, at, like the art is a drag, like written on my yes, face. Yeah, it's it's neon, awesome. Yeah. I mean the yeah the neon it looks like a neon light that says yeah. art is a drag, and uh, you're wearing this like bright green yellow um, mm-hmm. wig uh, with black makeup behind the letters, and it just looks like they're glowing, and it's awesome. So yeah, tell me about that series. Yeah. Yeah. So art is a drag um, was basically like in college. That's what we called the series of drag makeup looks. And we actually 
I think I submitted, I'd have to like think back on the date. I want to say it was February of 2017 was the first one that we did the first like art is a drag show. Mm -hmm. So um, we were focusing on like presenting drag makeup as a fine art process. And it was mostly my makeup, but Rachel once Rachel started doing drag, they kind of jumped in and we were taking photos of Rachel's makeup too. So the focus is now basically on my makeup because I'm the one who's stuck with it, but um, Rachel still photographs it. So it's still a series that we update to this day. So anytime I do a big drag makeup look, uh, it goes in the Art is a Drag series. So it's still a series that we do to this day. Uh, yeah, so it started out in college, and the first show we did was, I believe it was February 2017, we did it in the Padno Student Gallery, which I have, I think there's a YouTube video on it, I'll have to send that your way too, but we did, yeah, and we like maxed out the gallery, it was like completely full, we had a, the first drag show in the art gallery, it was, Super <laughs> rad. <laughs> I loved it. Um, we had a great time with it. So then we started kind of like touring the show in Grand Rapids. And so we kind of focused on more like fine art and political drag versus just like the top 40 glam stuff, which again, nothing wrong with that. That just wasn't what our focus was. Yeah. So we started doing it um, and focusing on bringing drag into spaces that it wasn't typically presented in. I love it. Yeah. Love so it. that's great. At the yeah. time in Green Rapids, it was like uh, the gay bar that we have and a lot of like brunches and restaurants, that type of thing, which is cool. Uh, but we wanted to focus on like art galleries and like big, bigger productions that weren't necessarily like, what everyone was doing. So we did it at the Padno student gallery. Totally. I'll send you that video when we're done. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. So we did it there and then we did it at like one of Rachel's professors. He had like a little gallery on division, I think. So we did one there and like hung up all the portraits. And then we did a show at the, UICA, which is like the local, like big contemporary gallery. It's the Urban Institute for Contemporary Art. So we did a drag show in there, maxed it out. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So every, every time we did an iteration of it, our goal was to just like present drag in an art space and make people realize that drag is an art form. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we just kept kind of doing the shows. Um, and then I did a lot of shows in like 20, I think it was also 2017, but I want to say the, yeah, art is drag, the library's open. So we got asked to put our pieces like in the library gallery space and we did a drag show then. I think that was, I want to say that was November of 2017 too. I think so. I think it was November okay. 2017. 
So we did the, yeah, we put the the Artist Drag series up in the library gallery, and then we did a drag show in the library. <laughs> yeah, that was a lot of fun. And yeah, so our focus has always just been like, like bringing drag into, yeah, I've said it already, but bringing yeah. drag into spaces it's not already in. And then I think that summer, Rachel submitted to, Rachel like really likes Electric Forest, which I don't know if you've, if you know what Electric Forest is. Um, is that, uh, t- tell me what it is. Uh, hopefully it's the thing I'm thinking of. Yeah. It's like an EDM festival. Oh, right. yes. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I do know what it is. Yep. So yeah, Rachel submitted, Rachel's like a super big fan of Electric Forest and I had never gone. Um, I had never been and Rachel submitted to what's called the the Monarch program and we did a video with our friend um, Bika Lovelace and we submitted a video basically like the the whole project idea is like submitting a proposal for a project you would like to bring into the forest mm. like something that's not already supported or not already done so we submitted doing drag in the forest and we won the proposal wow <laughs> so we were uh i think yeah that was the summer of 2017 we were uh brought in and we did a whole program with drag shows and performances and makeup on people uh every night and it was just it was a lot of fun we did that that summer um that was a lot of fun and so that's kind of like when my drag was like peaking as far as like performance goes and Mm. i really i love doing like group numbers i love like playing off other people's energy it's just, it's a lot of fun to be like silly and goofy with other people. I love making people laugh. It's, I love it. <laughs> I yeah. love it very much. Um, Amazing. Yeah. So we, we did that that summer. So that was like one of the years that really my drag felt like it was, my drag career was like building, so to speak. And then that, I think it was a couple of days after the library is open, we did, uh, or not we, excuse me, I actually went to Austin Drag Festival by myself, and first time I had ever traveled alone, (laughs) but it was during, like, the the semester, and I was just like, hey, I gotta leave for, like, five days, and (laughs) I'm going to drag festival and performing, so, yeah, I learned a lot about my drag that year, Um, But then in, I think, yeah, I graduated in May of, or end of April, early May of 2018. So that was like the last performance I did was my senior thesis. And yeah, I, I just recognize that it is very tiring, but also as I started like looking for a day job, like I wasn't in college anymore. I can't just like tell my professors I'm not coming in the next day because I'm like physically Mm. exhausted. Like I just, I stopped focusing on drag performance. So I haven't performed in a couple of years. I think eventually I will get back into performing, but I'm kind of in a, which we've talked a lot about like uh, Mm. in Facebook messenger about like, I'm in a weird transitional phase right now (laughs) with the work. 
and names that I go by. So yeah, I think I'll get back to performance at some point, but right now I'm very happy with just like focusing on makeup and just pursuing that. Yeah. And I'm trying to, right now I'm trying to do like the YouTube thing. So I was going to ask you, yeah, I was going to ask you about live streams, but real quick before we talk about that, what I talk to a lot of people about is this idea of transition and how uh, I've always been like kind of shamed about the idea, like what a transition is and like, that it it's always seemed like I'm in transition in my life and I'm always in between things as opposed to like a, arriving at something. Mm-hmm. And, but I've, I've kind of learned how to thrive in that environment of just the idea that I'm never, you know, I'm always going to feel like I can be better, you know? So like, because of that mindset, you, get comfortable with the idea that you you are always transitioning and i feel like not enough people talk about that about the fact that like it's okay to transition it's okay to be in and in between Mm -hmm. because it just allows you to get to the next place you know and and there's like mile markers along the way where you feel like you've kind of arrived and you're like all right well this is what i'm doing right now but then like as artists and as creative people, we're always finding these other things, you know? And so I just, I try to just be comfortable with the idea of transition and, and not completely getting fully comfortable, you know, with just one thing and sticking with it, you know? So, so yeah, so that's, that's my little spiel about transition and, and just how in general, like just feeling, feeling bad and having people judge you, according to like what they think like the outward appearance that you're not exactly at the place you want to be yeah which i feel like is totally okay and i think people want stability so badly um and they view it as a success but to me like stability and like you know just having this one thing and living your life that one way forever Mm-hmm. makes me feel like I'm in prison. So like, I'm not, I'm never going to be that way, you know? So for me, it's always a transition is basically what it comes down to. So. Yeah, yeah. I feel like just, I've gotten used to being in limbo, so to speak, but <laughs> sometimes it is, uh, honestly, it is frustrating because being a non-binary person sometimes it can feel like there's ne- there's not like an end point yeah. which isn't you know it's neither here nor there that's my I guess that's more so my personal experience is it sometimes feels like I'm just like floating just like what direction am I going in so we've talked a lot about like my name struggles like mm-hmm. I don't I don't mind every once in a while. I'm like, I don't mind if people call me Kaylee. It's re- it doesn't, that doesn't bother me, but I guess like long term, I don't necessarily know if that's what I want my name to be long term, if that makes mm. any sense. So mm. I know we've talked about, yeah, on like Facebook Messenger, um, just about like 
the difficulty of being non-binary and trying to like come up with a name that you're comfortable with and, you know, find something that like you want to use day to day for the rest of your life. But that's another thing is like, I, I have gone by a ton of names (laughs) in my lifetime. There was Salem and, uh, when I was going by Salem massacre and like using it as my drag name, I kind of like, I now recognize that I feel like Salem massacre is like a character that I like to draw. Like Mm. I may, I like making spooky illustrations, like silly, cute, you know, uh, drawings with her. So, and like, she was a, character like a a female she was a drag queen but now that i've like come out as non-binary and like i've i've been living non-binary for (laughs) um for like three or four years now but ever since i came out i kind of recognized that like i don't want to be a drag queen anymore i just want to be a drag artist so I don't use drag queen to describe myself anymore. I just use drag artist because it's gender neutral. And I also feel like obviously that fine art side of drag, like artist, you get it. So yeah, I say yeah. drag artist now. Um, but yeah, Salem used to be this drag queen that I performed as. And that was a, a transition I had to make. So like, I don't mind when people call me Salem. It doesn't really happen anymore now that I'm not really performing, but then there's DeKaylee, there's Kaylee, there's me trying to find like my new name. So it's all, it's, it's a lot. <laughs> it's a yeah, lot. No. Also like as, uh, in addition to what I was just saying about transition and everything, I do think it is, uh important that we kind of figure out what we need for ourselves too you know and like if that means picking a name and sticking to it forever wonderful if it means changing your name to something else because that feels more like you fucking fantastic you know so (laughs) i've i've just met i've met so many people and through my artwork i i talk a lot about identity and i talk to to these people that I'm painting, you know, this year I've really honed in on my process and a huge part of my process is having really deep discussions with people about their identity and who they are. Yeah. And through that process, I've realized just all of these different paths that people take to figure out who they are, Yeah. you know, and, and it's just really a beautiful thing. And it's like wonderful to, to discuss that with people about like all the different ways and and not all of it's wonderful. A lot of it is sad and scary and, you know, they've gone through ridicule and all kinds of um, terrible things throughout their life to come to who they are and also just bravely and courageously declaring who they are, yeah. um, you know, saying that you you came out a few years ago as non, non-binary. Yesterday, by the way, it was coming out day. Yes, um, yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. And I, like, I have like mixed feelings about the fact that we even need a fucking coming out day mm-hmm. um but you know at least there there's something for people to feel hopefully safe that they can so yes um, only if you're comfortable only if you're comfortable yes totally so yeah well thank you for sharing that all uh, all of that with us and back to this idea the uh youtube 
And I was oh, curious, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was curious if you live stream, like if you're a live streamer and um, I, I just feel like there are a lot of makeup artists that do a YouTube channel or they do live streams consistently mm-hmm. um, where they're doing uh, a look and it comes to life, you know, on the live stream. But, you know, how often do you do that? And um, this YouTube channel that you're doing, you know, how are you actually doing it? And what's that process going to be like? Well, right now, um, I'm trying to upload again, it's difficult with my day job (laughs) with fitting it in, which by the way, what is your what is your day job? What do you do? during the day oh yeah so my day job is i won't mention the company because i don't like my job (laughs) 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 again universe hear me like (laughs) i want (laughs) to be a full-time artist please i am a stone setter by day so Mm. i set genuine and synthetic stones like rubies diamonds cubic zirconium Mm. uh emeralds topaz turquoise like you you know you name it we got it um and i set that into like lapel pins and tie tacks sometimes i set stones in championship rings so that's what i do by day wow i had no idea yep yep it kind of goes with like i I did a little like a couple of metalsmithing classes when i was in college so it's a a nice like a nice transition into like a day job. Cause I had that little bit of background. Yeah. So the benefits are nice, but I don't want to be there forever. <laughs> oh, and that's, I was also going to say earlier, I totally forgot that like, yeah, you don't have to call me Decaylee, like by name, you can just say Kaylee. And I know it's confusing because my, name on facebook is decaylee decaylee the <laughs> only reason why it's that is so my coworkers can't find me ah <laughs> uh, okay so yeah just call me kaylee totally fine i'll update if i decide another name is more fitting so yeah. just wanted to put that out there because sometimes i do like with illustration stuff and like t-shirt design sometimes i do not safe for work stuff and also nsfw um <laughs> i also run a festival called nsfw fest here in grand rapids so we do like burlesque and pole dancing and drag, shibari, BDSM, kink, all that type of stuff. So I run that festival in Green cool. Rapids. Yeah. So how long of, have you been doing that? That's been for like all of last year, but then we had our festival set up for May of this year, and then coronavirus came through and fucked everything up so we haven't had a festival this year but hopefully we'll make our return next year Mm, okay yep okay so i can't remember what the question was what were we saying uh we're talking about live streaming youtube yes okay yep yep, yep. as you can see i go on like many tangents no it's okay (laughs) all good i just love talking so much (laughs) Yeah, so I do, uh, right now I'm trying to do uploads to my YouTube channel every other week. So I'm supposed to upload this upcoming 
Saturday. I've got a really cool look in store, mm. but I think by the time this will this will be posted, it'll probably be the previous weekend when this episode is posted. Possibly, I'm trying to I'm trying to be more consistent with when I post. It's um, so hard. Last week I got <laughs> fucked up, but yeah. but because I'm doing my interviews on Mondays now, I'm trying to get that out by the end of the week. So it's possible nice. that this will be posted um, by the time uh, your show is or your um, your new post is on YouTube. Yes, yeah. So anyway, just subscribe to my YouTube channel is all I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> how, how do people find you? Um, so on YouTube, it's just Decaley. Um, There's just my channel name. So yeah, but it's just all drag makeup videos. I actually have on there, if you look at like the, the history of my channel, I actually have um, a bunch of the self-portraits that I was doing in high school. Mm-hmm. I used to do time lapses of them, of some of them uh, when I was in high school and I still have them up. So Yeah, so right now I'm trying to do the YouTube thing and I'm trying to, my thing is consistency too. I struggle so hard with like, with consistently posting um, and updating. So right now I'm trying to do every other week, but to answer your other question, um, no, I have not really ever done live streaming. I think again, just because sometimes the looks take like, eight hours and I just do not want to be bothered with like managing like comments and like reading, you know, having conversation like while I'm doing makeup. So Mm, yeah, I'm sure a lot of people would like that though. (laughs) So maybe there's, there's probably a way that you could figure it out to make it a little bit more manageable. We Mm -hmm. we'll talk after. Yeah. We'll talk. Yes. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Well, Kelly, thank you so much for joining us and giving me more of your history. I feel like I got to know you so much better today. And, um, and you know, I, again, I appreciate you being in the dark art world and everything. And, uh, yeah, you just seem like such a a bright ray of sunshine in such a a dark, wonderful place. So, um, (laughs) thank you. (laughs) Yes. Thank you for having me on. It was an absolute pleasure. Um, what is your, can you give me all your social media links and your website and everything? I know your website, your website is fucking cool. You've got hey. a lot of cool stuff on there and you have, uh, is it Threadless that you go through for your, um, yep. your shop? Yeah. So tell us about that a little bit. And, um, you have a ton of stuff on there. Yeah. Um, I yeah. like, yeah, like we said, like, I just, I have too many things that I'm up to. So everyone get out a scroll and a quill because there are a lot of things to look up. So um, yeah, so I have my website, which is decaley.com. Do you want me to like say what all the things are or do you just? Yeah, yeah, (laughs) run through all the things. Yep. Okay, I'll try to be quick about this. So there's my general website, which is decaley.com. And I have three instagrams right now i think uh yeah threadless and i have an etsy shop so threadless Mm. is just print on demand like my silly cute illustrations 
My Etsy shop uh, is more for my perler bead and like 8-bit style jewelry. So those are just like handmade things that I do, uh, which my Etsy is decaleyshop.etsy.com and my Threadless is just decaley.threadless.com. And I've got a Facebook page, just Decaley Shop. Um, and my Instagram for that as well, which is my illustrations and jewelry and stuff. So that both on Instagram and Facebook, that's Decaley Shop. YouTube, which is Decaley on YouTube. If you search like ethereal slug drag makeup, <laughs> it will probably come up. Wow. Uh, let me see. Okay, so then I also have decaley underscore salem massacre on instagram is where i post all of my drag makeup looks and everything pertaining to that and my new instagram for just fine art drawing is which is again the new name that (laughs) i'm going with now but who knows if it'll stick it's noni elin so it's N O N I E E L I N. So that's my my new name yeah. that I'm who knows if it'll stick. So Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that's just for fine art stuff. So yeah, that's basically the gamut of all my websites, <laughs> all the things that I'm on. Thank you. Thank yeah, you for there's, that. <laughs> there's a lot of them. So my apologies. No, it's okay. I'm about to apologize too because I'm about to run through mine. So, Um, but again, thank you so much, Kaylee. Uh, Yeah, I'm just happy to have you in the dark art world and to to hear about your story and everything and all the different things that you do. Um, I hope people found value in all of that. So thanks again for joining me today. Yes, thank Um, you for having me. Yeah. So if you guys found any value in this episode of the Drawing From Experience podcast, you can email me or you can rate and review. Uh, My email is dfepodcast at gmail.com. You could let me know if you have any ideas on future topics or artists that you want interviewed on this podcast. Um, You can also rate and review on iTunes and that helps us. And the best time to rate and review is right now at the end of an episode you're like holy shit this was totally inspirational i love this person's story go rate and review review right now because this is the best time so but you can stream and download on itunes stitcher google Podcasts, spotify or my website drawingfromexperience.com you can also join the drawing from experience creative community on facebook and every wednesday i uh, post work in progress wednesdays every sunday i post creative conquests which gets uh, three of them get read on every single episode of this podcast. Um, you can also find me on Instagram.com slash DFE podcast or join my Patreon at Patreon.com slash drawing from experience and help this podcast continue. You can also find my personal art on Patreon.com slash Shane Isaacowski. Um, I post all kinds of cool fun, exclusive things behind the scenes there. You can also find me on shaneisaacowski.com 
or Instagram.com slash Shane Isaacowski artist, or also my Facebook page. Uh, look for the art of Shane Isaacowski. Again, thank you guys so much for joining us. DeKaley, thank you again for uh, sharing your story and everything with our listeners. Thanks for having me. No problem. Thank you guys. Talk to you next week. Ta-da. Oh, bye-bye.